0: Journey through the 119th Psalm. Though we did a little sidebar here for the last two or three episodes, remember we were in verse 45 of the 119th Psalm, and it says this: "And I walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts." We checked a couple of cross references that relate to the liberty that we have in the Lord, and how He's called us um, as New Covenant believers, especially, to walk in liberty, to be at freedom with. Uh, with him and with one another and how we do that. So I want to go back to verse 41 of the 119th Psalm and start at the beginning of the stanza, and then we'll see if we can finish it today, okay? Verse 41 says this, May your loving kindness also come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. Verse 42, So I will have an answer for him who reproaches me, for I trust in your word. So you see what the motivation of the psalmist here is. He's asking for the loving kindness of the Lord. He's asking for the salvation according to his word. And the reason is that when somebody reproaches him, when somebody speaks against him, when somebody comes against him, when someone gainsays him is what the King James says, when someone does that, that he will have an answer, not to where you can put somebody in their place or anything like that, but to where we can do what you see in the balance of the scripture, to defend the faith, to be ready to do so to give an answer, to give understanding about who and what the Lord is. And then he tells us how he does this. I trust in your word. It's in the word of the Lord, verse 43. And do not take the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I wait for your ordinances, 44. So I will keep your law continually forever and forever. And then verse 45, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. So we see that the ability to walk at liberty, to walk in that freedom is because we walk according to the precepts of the Lord, according to the law and the ordinances of the Lord, according to the word of the Lord. Now, verse 46 says this, I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be ashamed. Okay, this is really, really important right here. The psalmist had declared, you know, I'm going to speak of your testimony before the powers that be. And sometimes this is difficult. Okay, This is not as easy as we think it is. Uh, we might sit there and say, oh, yeah, I'll be willing to speak toward the highest power in all the land politically. Well, you know, that's great. We need to be able to do that. But more often than not, the challenge that arises in our lives is to speak the testimony of the Lord uh, before those that we have day-to-day encountered with. Okay, before the kings of our lives. Okay, we need to do this, and he declares he's going to do it. He's going to speak of the testimonies of the kings, and he says, I will not be ashamed. Well, why would you be ashamed of the word of the Lord anyway? Is that not a strategy of the evil one? Try to get us to be ashamed of what we know the truth is. And so we see here that the psalmist has determined beforehand, okay, he's determined beforehand what he's going to do. He says, I, I, want, I want to have an answer for those who reproach me. Okay, I'm going to wait for your ordinances. I'm going to keep your law. I'm going to walk in liberty. I'm going to speak of your testimonies. And I'm not going to be ashamed. He's determined beforehand that regardless of what happens, this is going to be his stance. Verse 47, I shall delight in your commandments, which I love. And so he's saying, I've determined that I'm going to delight in these things, in these ordinances, these precepts, these commandments. And I love these commandments because it's the word of the Lord. What does that tell us about the word of the Lord? It's something to be loved, and it comes out of the love of God. Then, the last verse for the day, verse 48. And I shall lift up my hands to your commandments, which I love. There it is again. He's talking about. Driving home that point, I love your commandments, Lord, and I will meditate on your statutes. You know, so often we think of uh, commandments as being uh, burdensome, okay, of being something that's to be frowned upon, being something that's being an in, uh, in, in, uh, imposition type of thing <clears throat> upon us, an edict that comes down that's going to be a hard type of thing. And he says, no, no, I love these things, Lord. I love your commandments because he knows uh, the reason they're given, the statues help us with that. The statues are things that are, are prescribed that give a limit to something, okay, that define something, that give a boundary to something. And he says, Lord, I love these. I love how you protect us. I love how you watch over us and how you <coughs> provide for us uh, information and understanding that you alone know that will be for our betterment. And he says, "Lord, I want delight in these things. I want delight in your commandments. I want to lift up my hands to your commandments and acknowledging you and acknowledging them. I love them, and I'm going to meditate on your statue. Well, what does meditate mean? We've seen this a couple of times. Uh, it means to uh, to ponder, and it depends on the context of, of where it is. It can mean to talk about, to sing about, to speak about." Uh, we usually think of meditate. It also can mean mediate. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? Uh, a big one to me is it, it means to muse upon. I will meditate upon your statue. I will m- muse upon. And what does muse mean? Muse means to uh, to ponder, to study, to think about, to consider, uh, to spend thoughtful time with, Okay. Muse, M U S E. Well, what word do we use that's related to that? We talk about this all the time, right? Ah, amusement. We talk about something being amusing. We're talking about an, a time of amusement. When you put A in front of a word in a lot of languages, it generally means not. And so, amuse um, means the right opposite of the muse, it means something. That you don't have to think about, that you don't need to reflect upon, that you don't need to meditate upon. In our society, amusement is viewed as a uh, as a good thing, and I don't want to sound like an old fuddy-duddy <laughs> from the point of view of saying all amusement is evil. No, no, but I think too often that we spend too much time being amused and pursuing amusement. Rather than musing, is that a word, upon the statues and the commandments and the testimonies and the ordinances and the word of the Lord. You know, I think that you can be <clears throat> uh, fulfilled in all these ways through the word. Too often people are seeking <clears throat> amusement to attain that which they will only attain by musing and meditating upon the statues and the word of the Lord. Think about that. Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your resources? Where does your mind go to? Where does your mind wander to? Our minds wander all the time. Have we done what the psalmist has done right here and determined, saying, I shall lift up my hands. I will meditate. I will delight. I will speak. I will walk. I will keep your law. All these things that he's determined beforehand that he's going to do, empowered by the word of the Lord. I think our lives will be very different if we were to do so. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time and I'll see you in the next episode.